0: Regina's ex-boyfriend. They went out for a year. Yeah, and then she was devastated when he broke up with her last summer. I thought she dumped him for Shane Omen. Okay, irregardless, ex-boyfriends are just off-limits to friends. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really, Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay. You can just do it. It's just
1: just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. All
0: right. Sorry, I'm
1: just Internet Airwaves.
0: Okay, then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Your host, Mark Scalia.
2: And welcome to Radio Regardless. Yes, that's me, Mark Scalia. And we're here for another live broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is, uh, it's been fantastic. The past couple weeks have been uh, really, really good. Last week, we did a uh, special uh, rebroadcast of one of our other shows, um, and I, I believe me, I have fun listening to them as well. Uh, and if you're just tuning in, uh, welcome, uh, either from my website, MarkScalia.com, and or, uh, and, or, or from uh, Mixler.com. If you are on Mixler.com, you have the ability to chat with us live, please uh any comments or uh questions or anything like that be sure to um to type in for that and uh, I'd love to hear what you think and I'd love to hear uh you your answers for the games and yes we're playing some games but before we get to the games we're going to tease the games out um I'm going to do my opening monologue the happening now um It is, of course, uh, fall. It's getting cooler and cooler. And today is uh, Wednesday, the 23rd of October. Um, And this is game one of the World Series. Um, And so far because we're doing this live, the Red Sox are doing very well. Um, that's the good news. The bad news, we actually had some, uh, we had a little bit of a, a tragedy today. A uh, high school student decided he was going to, uh, I guess, kill a teacher, which, you know, normally I would be like, hey, let's talk some funny stuff. But uh, I did want to acknowledge that. It's a, it's a really important thing. And, and, you know, the ball game, they acknowledged it. And the least I can do is actually acknowledge it uh, over the air as well. Um, so, uh, I, I know that everybody's thinking of that, the teacher and, uh, you know, probably the kid's parents too. It's a very weird thing. And it's, it's weird. It's like things just start happening that never could happen. 20 years ago like I would have never thought I mean I brought a knife to school and I thought they were gonna you know assassinate me I thought I was gonna be burned at the stake and it wasn't even a knife it was like a pocket knife it was like a single letter opener kind of thing and you would think I was gonna assault the president or something like that so when shit like this happens it 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 really gets to me it bothers me quite a bit because it doesn't need to it really doesn't So in a lighter note, I was actually just in, um, Medford and I was performing, not performing, but I was actually on the Chris Earl show. He actually broadcasts at tough university. So I'd like to give a, as the kids say, a shout out. I will give a shout out to Chris Earl and his tough, uh, time travel. We did a wonderful uh, show where he placed songs from different times and he, he calls it a time travel show. And we actually had a lot of fun on that show. Um, the next thing, because it is Halloween in Salem, I've always felt there should be places that you do want to avoid at certain times of the year. Um, St. Patrick's Day, don't go to Chicago. Just not a good idea. Uh, it's too many people. It's crazy. It's insane. Mardi Gras, New Orleans, same thing. They get drunk, they puke in the streets. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I would say, um, uh, Tehran. During Rosh Hashanah, probably don't want to go then here. Probably not a good thing. And Salem and Halloween is again one of those things. Um, but we welcome all the tourists. We like them. And just to let them know, uh, Salem's known for a lot more than just killing people 400 years ago. You just let it go, people. Just let it go. Um, and I'm a little under the weather, so my energy's a little low. But um, I have a low-key energy because I'm trying to get my, my sexy voice on, which uh, that doesn't happen. I have the sexy voice. <laughs> if, I, if I start to uh, get a little deeper, if I get a little more of this cold that's penetrating my chest cavity, I will have a deeper voice because I don't know if you know, tonight, it's ladies' night. It is completely ladies' night, um, and in and I have two amazing guests as always. But these are now I'm branching out, doing something different. We have uh, we have an actress, or technically an actor, uh, but you know, actress act, actor. We'll see for clarifications if that's what she wants to go with. Um, and we also have a comedian or a comedian, depending on how she wants me to address her. But we have two lovely ladies, and of course, it's radio, so they are sexy, hot amazing ladies not only in radio but in live live uh stage productions as well not only live on stage but oh i think they're sexy and hot all the time (laughs) i would think so (laughs) it's not like they have they don't cocoon out you know they don't just transform they're they're wonderful smart funny talented ladies and when we come back after the break i will give you a wonderful chance to uh, get to know them as well um and tonight, because it is Ladies' Night, I have <laughs> I've engineered and written some um, amazingly sexist game for the ladies to play. Um, a game called, uh, of course, we're going to play um, It's Strong Enough for a Man, but Made for a Woman. Um, so it's about, uh, it's basically just that. And the other game, which I used to call If You're Going to Insult Me, but now we're going to play If You Can't Say Something Nice. Um And these are both really nice. I'm I'm the least amount of class on this show tonight. So we're trying to classy up the joint by bringing the broads in. That's what's happening. Uh, But we'll be right back, and we'll get to meet our amazing guests. Um, So stick with us here at Radio Air Guardless.
3: At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do... At an AA meeting, stay thirsty, my friends. Hi, this is John M. Keating, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with
0: Mark Scalia. So now you know, and knowing is half the battle.
3: G I Joe.
2: And we're back on Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Thank you for joining us. And again, Radio Regardless is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Um, and if you want to comment, uh, you can send me some email. I love email. Um, I know people that get like three, 400 emails a day. I get like 20, and a lot of it is about penis enlargement, and I don't need it. Um, not because I couldn't use it. I just, I don't need it. Um, <laughs> and, and the other thing is, um, I, I just, I welcome the comments. So you can email me at radioirregardless at com. And if you really don't feel like typing, if you're that, you know, just like, S- I just want to call these people, you can call us. Uh, the phone number for the Radio Irregardless hotline, hotline is 978- Two one nine nine two nine four, and I will be putting both of these up in the chat. So just so in case you want to know, because uh, knowing is exactly half the battle. Uh, let's see. Uh, now, before we get even started, let me put these in, and then I will uh, I will introduce my lovely my lovely and talented guest. Usually, I just have talented guests, but tonight I've got lovely and talented uh, joining me via Skype in is uh, is actress is an actor or actress which you prefer I I like actor Okay actor Cheryl Fay and comedian comedian or comedian 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 Katie Grady ladies and ladies and gentlemen uh, welcome uh, our two amazing <laughs> guests to the show I clap that's what I do uh, and since <laughs> I always go in alphabetical order and it's weird it's almost except for the first name Everything else is in alphabetical order. Actor is before comedian and Faye is before Grady, uh, but we're going to go with it. I did the EFG. Yes, that's right. So Cheryl, <laughs> why yes. don't we, why do we start with you? Tell our listening audience about yourself and you can start with something easy. Like we're friends.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, we're friends, Mark and I.
2: Bingo. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I'm very excited to, uh, to be here tonight. Thank you, Mark, for having me on. Um, So I perform, well, I have so many different jobs, um, but one of my main jobs is I perform a one-woman show of Helen Keller and Clara Barton that I tour to schools and libraries and senior centers. Um, My company is Cheryl Faye Presents Historical Women. And I also uh, work closely with Stagecoach Improv, uh, performing with them, um, different sketches and improv and corporate training. Um, What else? Uh, I I mean, we've known each other for a very long time. Yes, we have. uh, Starting with um, murder mystery shows and, and working together in that capacity, which has always been great and fun. I love working with you. (laughs)
2: until now uh (laughs) so so i don't
1: know we'll see before you get too deep i haven't started the games yet
2: (laughs) well before you get too deep in your resume uh i know who helen keller is but who is clara barton
1: so good question a lot of people don't know who she was but she started the american red cross over here in the united states um so she's most well known for that and she was the first woman nurse during the Civil War and kind of made nursing an acceptable job for women. And since it's ladies night, you know, want to give a shout out to those lady nurses.
2: <laughs> yeah. hip <hep, laughs> Let's give it up to the nurse. Yeah. Now, when, was, when did it become acceptable for men to become nurses?
1: Um, I don't know that, mark. I, I only do Claire Martin. So. I don't have that information. <laughs> that's a great question, and we can look that up. Maybe that's for another show.
2: I, I could google it. i could I could do the Google thing with the thing okay. in the Google, but that's fine.
1: And she also started um a school for underprivileged children. So she was very involved with education and and just she was just a really wonderful, kind person that really truly dedicated her whole life to helping other people. She she ran the Red Cross for 23 years, uh, all the way up into her 80s.
2: Wow. Yeah. So it's, how do you, do you play her? Is it like a, a a character thing you do? Do you like a scene from her life kind of thing? How does that work? Well,
1: I, I come out um, as an adult, Claire Barton, the adult. And then I, uh, through costume changes, I go back to her childhood. And then I go back uh, to an adult again. So it's. It's me telling the whole story as Claire Barton oh
3: yeah
2: and uh and so you do the you do the the Helen Keller and the Claire yes. Barton and you and I work together on, on murder mysteries and corporate team building and things like that yeah so but how long have you been acting
1: um well, it's really my honestly my whole life I always wanted to be an actor, nothing else interested me. Um, When I was about seven years old, I started um, acting classes. But ever since I could walk, that's what I truly wanted to do. And I turned my uh, back porch into a playhouse. It was called the West Yarmouth Playhouse. (laughs) And I sold uh, tickets in my bathroom, throughout the bathroom window. Um, And my mom bought a subscription. And she would sit out there with my dolls and I would produce and direct and star in all my shows that I made up. Wow. And she would get eaten by the bugs and, and you know, would keep saying, Okay, honey, very nice. Can we go in now? And I would yell, No, it's not finished yet. <laughs> so um, yeah, so she was she was good. So really I've always been interested in acting. Um and wait, wait a minute, profession- wait a minute, don't
2: don't you move on from that fucking story for a second. That was bizarre okay, for a exact, second. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that. So you had plays and you charged admission to your mother?
1: Yep. Yep. Did anyone else come? People bought subscriptions. Yeah. I mean, you know, my family, but.
2: A a, a subscription?
1: Yeah. I had subscriptions for the whole season, for the summer season. What? Yeah. um, You might. I don't know if you've ever heard of my musical. It's called Guests for Dinner Can Be a Problem. (laughs) I wrote a song.
3: (laughs) Did
2: you? It's
1: a short it's a very short song and I can't sing but I I'm happy to do it again. Oh,
2: oh, I and I know the listener the listeners must be <laughs> dying to hear an excerpt from that. Before and we'll we'll end on the musical note and then Katie, get ready yes. to follow it.
1: <laughs> okay. I, All right. Okay. So okay. Cheryl I hope I can uh, remember this. Okay. Guests for dinner can be a problem. Guests for dinner can be a problem. One likes Italian cuisine and one likes seafood. Oh, guests <laughs> for dinner can be a problem. Don't you know now? Guests. Big jazz hands. your oh, big jazz hands. Yeah, that that was... Was, thank you. I don't know <laughs> if that's Mark or Katie, but thank you both.
2: It was beautiful. <laughs> Christian Galpin says, so glad my net uh, got back in time for the song. <laughs> and Jane says, oh, my God, Cheryl. I, it's, I, I don't know if it's, oh, my God, good or, oh, my God, bad. Right. But yeah,
1: that's the problem with uh, emails, right? You can't really tell. Well,
2: no. It's, 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 I think it's more of a cry for help right there. So I'm... <laughs> I so, prefaced it by saying I, I can't say. I know, you know something, disclaimers, you know, if I said with all due respect and then I insult yeah. you it's still going to be an insult. Anyway yeah. it was fascinating, it was enjoyable Thank I hope you. I hope we can get more of that a, in a little bit and now on the other side of the Skype line, an amazing comedi- a comedian uh, Katie Grady Katie, tell, uh, tell the listening audience uh, <laughs> if you want to break out in song, don't feel it's a competition. I,
4: I actually am working on an album uh, at the end of the conversation i will give you three of the titles that i'm working on right now um they're uh they're not pg
1: i'm gonna tell you that
4: there
2: you go <laughs> shoot well if there's you know guests are unexpected for dinner or it's not anything that like... one's taken that i'm one's sorry taken.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay i'll cross that off the list okay I, I am a stand-up comedian i was doing comedy for quite some time and uh i took a bit of a hiatus and i'm just back and i've been probably doing it for about six months now and it's going pretty well um but um i have always loved to write jokes and to make people laugh so that's that's what i'm trying to do well okay, what i'm working on
2: well you would you had said you'd take some time off because i remember um because you and i were doing stand-up uh together in a bunch of different rooms uh what yes. yeah eight, yeah 10 years ago something like 10 that? years yes yeah so uh you took a little hiatus and yes. in, in that duration uh you you've had some personal things where you have a you have a husband i think now
4: I do have a husband. I have a very, very good husband. He's a great guy. I like him.
2: (laughs) Is he standing next to you? No, he's not.
4: He's not. He's downstairs watching the game. He's a great guy. Very lucky this time around.
2: Oh, oh, by the way, I will tell you this. Uh, Boston's doing really well. Now it's a five, nothing. Um, you know, against the Cardinals. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, there are a few gentlemen listening and some ladies who might be overly interested in sports. Um, I don't want to become sexist or sound sexist or anything. Too like
4: late, that. son. Too, too late. late. Too
2: late. So uh, where else do you perform, bitches? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> where did that come from? Um, so as far as the the, the, uh, the up where um, now you took the hiatus for a while, and did you find it difficult getting back into it after the after the break?
4: Um, I will be completely honest. For that entire time, that ten years, I never once thought of writing a joke. I never thought about going back to stand up. It didn't even cross my mind. I thought that I really, I blew it, and I was too old to get back into it. And it was just, you know. And then just one day, I was sitting at the table, and I thought, God, you know, what? I really miss writing jokes. I that made me so happy, and um, it's been it's been difficult to get back in and start from square one all over again, to be back in the open mics and to just be another face in the open mics when I used to be somebody. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: No, I, I completely understand that. And you know, it's, and I just want to let you know that, I mean, even when I went up, because we had seen each other, but the winter circle about a yeah. month, month mm-hmm. and a half ago and without missing a beat, I was like, Oh, you know, Hey, it's good to see you. And, and and. It's, I was like, she's not an open micer kind of person. Everyone has
4: been so phenomenal. All of the comics that I've run into have been so kind to me and so welcoming and so nice. And I really um I didn't expect that. I because I thought people would think of me what I thought of myself. <laughs> oh. Which is my act. But, um, <laughs> everyone's been great. Everyone's been great.
2: So now that you came back, and, uh, because Cheryl got to um, sing a song from her childhood of her creativity. And by the way, Cheryl is extremely funny. She's not you know, she's not um, a singer, uh, but she's extremely... <laughs> oh, <geez.
1: laughs> I extre- said that. I said I, it was the last <laughs> musical I wrote for myself. Right,
2: right, right. And everybody completely believes you. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> But um, I totally lost my train of thought. Son of a bitch.
1: Aww. You were saying I was funny?
2: No, Yes, you were funny. Um, now, Cheryl is not a comedian per se, but she is an amazingly funny uh, actor to work with, um, both improvisational and scripted. Um, so, it's, uh, so we have good comedy company tonight, which is great. Uh, but the question I'd love to ask you, Katie, is w- have, what's your favorite joke that you've written since you've been back? Or did you just take the old stuff and the modify joke it?
4: that got me back on stage—you are not going to believe that. Let's tell. It's I, so stupid. I want but this it one. Made me laugh so hard. Um, my husband travels a lot, and he was in—he's go—he go, he went to China, and I don't know if you remember this. There was this giant bird flu outbreak in China. Oh yeah. And uh, when he went back, there was actually another one, but the strain had mutated. Now it's a different. It's a completely It's actually sexually transmitted now, and they're calling it chirpies. <laughs> Back ah! back on stage. <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> First of i was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. People are going to love
2: that. You got to keep doing that. That's funny. And that's the joke that got you being like, I can't let this go unnoticed.
1: <laughs> I'm just happy I got that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl's really funny, which is bizarre because she doesn't understand jokes sometimes, which is yeah, funny. That's true. True story. <laughs> so, um, here's what we're gonna do. Now, we are gonna play some some lady friendly jokes, uh, some games tonight, lady friendly. And I, I like to say, and I, and I don't always, I think when I did my test broadcast, I had uh, Jesse Body, who is actor-comedian, or comedian-actor, and I had Amy T, who is actually a comedian. So I've, I've been, I've, I've had my on-air menage before, but not in the professional way, so... Not to say that you ladies are I'm gonna get I should go to break for something bad. What are you I I'm not saying anything. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm Baby
4: friendly comedy, does that mean we don't have to wear a cup tonight?
2: No no cups. There's no cups. <laughs>
4: All right. Helmet? How about that? Just a, I always have a yeah.
2: helmet. <laughs> well that's ironic because after hearing some of Cheryl's songs, I, I put my helmet on. Um, <laughs> hey. It was it was indeed a freaky song. You cannot back out of that.
1: You know what? It's sold out. It's sold out at the West with Playhouse. Yeah, it It sounds
2: like (laughs) oppressive theater to me. It sounds like just oppressive theater. People are getting (laughs) bit by bugs and you're not letting them leave. Like, I've had some subjective shows in my stand-up comedy career, but never to the point where I said, you have to stay or else... Or I'm going to be unhappy. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Um, I, I did want to ask you this, and I, I know that we had talked to this talked this before we got on air, but it's always been a question. And and I mean, I've been in this long enough so that I've you know I've been in stand up long enough and acting long enough. Um, I do see a difference between the sexes, whether there's opportunity, whether there's availability. Um, I'd like to put it to you guys because I mean, I don't often have a conversation with a woman about you know oh. Uh, would it be better this way? Do you find there are advantages about being a woman in this business? Is there disadvantages? Because I mean, there, there are advantages for guys in the business in general. But to be honest, the guys don't really gripe about it unless they're you know unless they think something's wrong. Um, but not to say that women do gripe about it. I gotta backtrack, fucking everything I say now because I realize <laughs> what it sounds like sometimes. But I'll, I'll and I'll start with Katie. Katie, do you find it? Um, I know there's no other uh, you know other experience you might have, but how is it being a woman and a very I don't say male dominated, but certainly the averages kind of lean towards males how, how does how does that uh, feel uh, how does it work like that in the business? It's Do you been see a biggest
4: advantage as far as I'm concerned because I'm not another white Irish guy telling dick jokes. <laughs> um, it's actually uh, I would say when I first started, quite a while ago it was without question my biggest advantage i think it's a little bit um more difficult this time because i'm an older woman and going into (laughs) the places where all the young guys are hanging out it's sort of there is this misogynistic kind of date rapey kind of feeling sometimes and uh It's it's just a different vibe, but it's it's always been my biggest advantage.
2: And you would say that it's a younger younger male dominated kind of demographic in some of the clubs.
4: Yeah, where I've been these days has been some young boys that you know you know how they are. You know
2: Young boys, would you? Young boys, really?
4: (laughs) Yeah, they well, yeah, they are. I mean they're
2: rookies, yeah, they're rookies. They don't maybe
4: that's the word I mean. I don't mean infants or children, you know, that's seven (laughs) and six year olds.
2: I'm just trying to make somebody else sound a little weird, like I'm doing to myself. That's all.
4: That's, hey, I cop to the weirdness all the way. I like it. (laughs) I fly the freak flag proudly.
2: Well, you know, I I understand because, you know, I mean, even you took the 10 years, but because we were doing comedy so, so long for such a long time, and I've been doing it Continuously for 23 years I mean yeah I've seen the audience uh, You know the audience demographics Change uh, depending on The clubs and things like that so yeah it is It is a little it is a little difficult to get used to that but you still use that you know you still see yourself you know because you're you're funny i mean there's no question in my head you're you're extremely funny and i said that to you years ago and i actually it was good to see you on stage um a couple months ago but being being funny do you see that do you uh do you see that kind of overcoming the the weird demographic of the room kind of thing
3: um
4: uh i have just gotten back into the like a stride on stage. I was really, it was like, I'd never been on stage before, to be honest with you. Really? Um, and I've been doing longer sets and with a longer set, you have the opportunity to actually sort of, you know, get the audience on your side. They get to know you, they understand it. They listen Mm -hmm. like a five to seven minute set in a room full of drunk college guys. Isn't going to fly for me anymore. You know?
2: Yeah. I get (laughs) you.
4: Not going to work.
2: No, no, completely understand. So, and Cheryl, I'll I'll yes. kind of put the same kind of question to you as well because I know in community theater, women outnumber the men like eight to one. Uh, but in the in the film and, and you know film and television, I don't know how, if if you see an advantage or a disadvantage because of because uh, uh, you are a woman.
1: I, I almost want to say a disadvantage. I feel like I have the opposite problem of Katie because I feel like there's. Either fewer men or more opportunities for men. It just seems, and and I just feel like, um, yeah, I just feel like it's it's more challenging. And and being a, a brunette in her thirties and young mom, or you know, the types that I normally go for, just it feels like a lot of people fit into that type. So, I yeah. I, I find it challenging.
2: Well, I think we're all kind of we all. We're all, you know, older, so it's not I was like... I say,
1: take 10
4: years off and come back as the real old lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Katie's getting a little uppity when it comes to Sheryl's. Mid thirties, you got nothing, girl.
1: I'm like Katie. You look. So, I don't know how old you. You look so. You look young. So I don't. I'm like, what? You know, it's what? smoke and mirrors. You're like in your seventies or something. You it Feels like it.
2: No. But yeah, we're all in that demographic, and and I know it's. I mean, for me, I I, I mean, I walk into an audition if I see young. You know, if I see somebody with, you know, 20 years younger than me or 10 years younger than me, I don't I don't really think twice about it. But because I I live with an actress, um, that's one of the things I hear mostly. Now, maybe it's because I'm a comic and I don't really care about that much because I look at, you know, maybe I look at a different set of variables. But is, is age more of a factor or is it sex? Hmm. Or is it both? I don't know. Yeah, dead air doesn't work on the radio, okay, so. Yeah,
1: sorry, okay. yeah, I was thinking. That, I was thinking. Sorry. That no, was it's alright. Um, <laughs> you can't see me nodding and thinking. Um, I think a little, a little bit of uh, both. I guess I would say.
2: And Katie.
4: Um, I can be funny when I'm 102, as Joan Rivers has uh, shown us all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to want to get out of bed to go to a show.
3: <laughs>
4: maybe if I could do this and, and people could come to me, I mean, that would be ideal. Well, you know?
2: if, 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 if
4: I could Skype my, my comedy, if you could show. Skype comedy me shows and my, cat and my dog,
2: well, it's pay-per-view. That's all you do is you just charge it. You get every, you know, they don't get your name, and they can't Skype you unless you do it. We could all work that out. So now that we've established how we're, um, we're all kind of bitter on some level which is good
4: we're old and tired <laughs>
2: yeah so it's good so so disadvantages don't just come with sex they come <laughs> with age as well that's nice to know because uh, <laughs> i've experienced the same thing and i hate other people i don't care if they're younger or older but here's what we're gonna do um i'm gonna take a quick break and when we come back you know what time it is ladies It's time to play some games. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back on Radio Eric with me, your host, Mark Scalia.
3: His aloofness has been described as apathetic. He doesn't lean left or right his facebook status is whatever he once had a three-hour conversation with a woman and only said three words in the last minute he is the most uninterested man in the world i don't often drink beer i don't really care what i drink stay thirsty my friends all right, so I, I just did this radio regardless of ir, ir, whatever the hell it is, irregardless. And uh, honestly, the games were really stressful for me. I've taken a little ranzepam so I can sleep tonight. You know what? I don't even know if I recommend this show. If you have any kind of anxiety disorder, um, don't, don't even bother.
2: And ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Jody Sloane. Uh, speaking of very funny comedians, and yeah, she was tortured by the games. And speaking of games, <laughs> speaking of games, torture. Speaking of games, no, we're gonna play some games. And these games are gonna be fun. And the first game we're gonna play um, is we're gonna play uh, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. And I was a little not. I don't want to say it was rushed. Um, I had some. I had some stuff going on today. So, uh, but I I was able to put this together. And I was thinking. You know there's a there's some you know the chick flick versus guy movie kind of thing and I know it's stereotypical but it does exist. Now the best part about this game when I was creating it is I don't know if the audience realizes this, but the two ladies that are on this on this program with me, Cheryl Fay and Katie Grady, are not the stereotypical ladies. They have some range, they have some diversity, they have some interesting little nuances that Yes, don't...
4: I have testicles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but they are not the stereotypical, you know, women. So it it's going to be difficult so i thought how could i how could i show this so what i did is because it's strong enough for men um, but made for a woman i have um eight i have actually 10 movies and the movies i'm going to describe can be chick flicks or guy movies so and it's up to the ladies to figure out which one is which and I'm going to give them only the description of the film. And these are from IMDb. So these are the official descriptions. It's not like I'm making it up. And, um, and then they get to guess. So here's what we're going to do, ladies. Since we started with Cheryl, we're going to now start with Katie. Katie, I'm going to describe a film. You have to tell me the name of the film. Okay. If... After I give the description, Cheryl, you have a chance to steal. Once I start naming who is in the movie, perfect. So that's the way it's going to work. So I'm going to read the description of the film to the person playing. If that person can, I'll give the person one guess, and then I'm going to start naming who is in the film. And after that, it's even the audience, even our listeners, can do what? Mark's third reference insulting the ladies is tragic. (laughs) Christian's just telling me I'm insulting the ladies. I'm doing the best I can. I'm not used to talking to women like this. Have to Usually, tell you it's casual. Is it chick
4: flick or a guy movie first?
2: Um, or
4: just get some Katie. Good well, question.
2: well, uh, you don't necessarily have to tell me if it's a chick flick or a, or a or a guy movie. Okay. But you won't know if it is either or. Right. You, get you it? Just
1: want the title.
2: Yep. Just the title. Okay. All right. So, Katie, are you ready?
1: Yes. I'm Good Rick. luck, Katie. All right, Thanks.
2: now, now Cheryl, listen too, because you have a chance to steal. Before I, I know, the stars. I'm listening. All right, <laughs> This movie came out in 1987. Spending the summer in a holiday camp with her family, Frances oh, Houseman that's, um, falls in love with camp.
4: One with I know this. Yes. It's with the um,
2: falls in love Don't put with
4: baby in a corner.
2: Falls um, in love with camp, camp dance instructor Johnny Castle.
4: You're cutting out on me. Sorry.
2: No, that's fine. I got gotcha. you.
4: Um, it's um, so You get
2: one guess at the name of it.
4: Oh, sweet mother of God. <laughs> that guy's dead, and she had a nose job, and um, it's called... I need
2: a guess. I, I need a Oh, look, at everybody's got... And Jane, it is not... Every time Jane wants an answer to something, she puts in Hill Street Blues. She's killing me. She is killing me. It's Hill Street Blues only when we play songs with saxophones in a jam katie your guess
4: (laughs) i'm singing that entire song in my head hoping i will get the answer all right because i've had the time of my life
2: right it starred patrick swayze
4: yes i know
1: that
2: jennifer gray
1: i know this one
2: we'll steal it if you want say
1: it oh i can't
2: and jerry orbach
1: may may i
2: Yes. yes yes by all means
1: is it okay okay
2: what is dirty dancing this is not jeopardy and yes it is (laughs) what is dirty (laughs) dancing?
1: i got excited i it's like a game show
2: it is a game show and you know something since you got it right i will give you the
0: i bet you do all kinds of right
2: yes you do you got it right (laughs) (laughs) that is one for cheryl on a steal so, Katie, now the same rules. Uh, yay, Cheryl. Yay! <laughs> law and order. It's, uh, Jerry Orbach was in law and order, but yes, he was in Dirty Dancing. All right. Now, here's another one. Okay, you ready?
3: Yes.
2: Cheryl, this movie yes. was made in 1990. A man in a legal but hurtful business needs an escort for some social events. He hires a beautiful prostitute he meets. oh! oh. Only pretty to fall woman, in love. Pretty, pretty Woman is the correct answer on oh that one. Oh, my goodness. I
1: didn't think I'd get any of you. No,
2: those. I didn't think you would either, but that is correct. So <laughs> okay. let's see. You got this one right. So how about.
3: When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. You were totally right on that one. All right. Katie.
3: Yes. Are you ready? I, I
4: am.
2: All right. Let's see. This movie was made in 1999. And. In, and, and <laughs> I should really read these first. An insomniac office worker looks for a way to change his life. Crosses paths with a devil-may-care soap maker and they form an underground club that evolves into something much much Fight Club, Fight club is the correct answer. Let's say I'm never a little seen that. You never saw Fight Club?
4: No.
2: Okay, here we go. There you go. You got that one, right? Yay. Yay. Let me try that. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, this is, t- 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 there we go. Is that what? Yes, it is. Okay, good. All right. So, so far, Katie has two. Cheryl has one. This is now. No,
1: no, no. I have oh, two. Other way. I'm
2: sorry. Shit. Yeah, I read it back. I'm terrible at playing this game. Um, all right. <laughs> here we go. Cheryl, you ready?
1: Okay. Yep. The lie made in
2: 1994, the lives of two mob hitmen. A boxer, a gangster's wife, and a pair of dinner, uh, diner bandits, intertwine in four tales.
1: Oh, hated that movie, Cheryl. Um, may I have the clue again, please?
2: <laughs> no.
1: Can I, can I phone a friend or anyone? Not I, at all. I'm drawing a blank on I'm this. I'm
2: going to start doing the stars.
1: The, the S- what?
2: I'm going to start saying oh, who's starring okay. the movie. Okay. Unless you start. give me a guess, you got to give me a guess. Okay. Guess.
1: No, I thought you were going to give me the stars.
2: Well, if I start the stars, then Katie has a chance to steal.
1: I can jump in. I know this one. I don't know. Katie, oh. jump in. I don't know. Katie? I think it's Pulp Fiction. It
2: is Pulp Fiction.
1: Oh, oh and I saw that one, too. <laughs> yes.
2: Sorry, Cheryl. You got it wrong. You got it.
1: Tony's going to be disappointed in me. <laughs>
2: yes. And Katie, there you go. You got it right. Oh, I'm we tired all tied Look see how can you hate pulp fiction christian oh i
4: thought it was awful it was so violent
2: (laughs) well it's it's made for a man but strong enough for a woman
1: well Um, i agree with katie all right
2: (laughs) all right this is uh katie's shot so remember it's either a chick flick or a guy movie made in 2006 an undercover state cop who has infiltrated an irish gang and a mole in the police force working for the same mob race to track down the identity of each other before being exposed. Oh,
4: that's exposed. the one in Boston, right? With, um... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and what's... Matt Damon, and I know everything again except the name <laughs> of the goddamn movie. Cheryl,
2: Is that the right one? It, Cheryl, do you want a chance uh, to steal this?
1: I want to say run, baby, run, but I could be wrong. <laughs> No, or that's like, um, <laughs> um,
2: um... It's up for grabs.
1: Marky Mark in
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> he did some dancing in the background scenes, I'm uh, pretty sure.
3: That ain't right.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. I can't really? think of the name of Like, left. three
3: of
2: our listeners have it.
1: The informant?
2: No. <laughs> Jane, Jane said it was Gone Baby Gone. That ain't right. That's, no, that oh, ain't right.
1: But that is what actually... Wait. Right.
2: The name of the film is The Departed. No oh. points. Oh.
1: The Departed, and I saw that one too. Okay,
2: no points, no points. So that brings us to that's six. No, that's five. All right, here we go. Oh, oh, I think you'll get this now. That was uh, Katie's. No, this is Cheryl's. Here we go, Cheryl. Yes. All right. Movie made in 1995. Rich Mister Dashwood dies, leaving his second wife, two or three, and her three daughters poor by the rules poor by the rules of inheritance. Two eldest daughters are opposites. (laughs) Rich Mr. Dashwood dies leaving his second wife and her three daughters poor by the rules of inheritance. The two eldest daughters are opposites. (sighs)
1: Sounds like Cinderella. I know that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to pass this one to Katie. I, Katie?
2: Nothing's
1: coming to Sounds mind. like Howard's end.
2: Mm, nope. Anybody? Oh,
1: Cinderella's <laughs> sounding pretty good now, right?
2: Now, now Jason said it was Hill Street Blues. <laughs> that ain't right. No, that is not right. It was sense and sensibility.
1: I didn't see it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got it right because I'm reading it. Alright So that was uh, Now it's back to Katie Right? Yes, yes. Alright and I believe uh, Katie started So this is one to Katie And one to Cheryl You're all tied up Let's see what happens Here we go <gasps> Okay Four best girlfriends hatch a plan To stay connected To one another As their lives start off In different directions
4: That's it That's like every Lifetime movie I've ever seen <laughs>
2: I'd give you more, but you totally get it.
4: Um, it's not.
2: They pass around something that fits each that fits each of their bodies perfectly.
4: Oh, the traveling pants.
2: The what? Tra- the what?
1: The travel. Oh.
2: Holy shit, Christian got it! Wow.
1: Oh, the blank of the traveling pants.
2: The. <laughs> this- Maybe the two of you can get it. So whoever says it completely.
1: Uh, journey of the Traveling Pants. The, se- <laughs> the, se- the Secret of the Traveling Pants. No. The, the mystery <laughs> of the Traveling Pants. The
2: Ministry of Defense. Well, what? What? <laughs> Oh, my God.
1: The stretchy waistband of the a traveling. Little
2: lady. Really? Two Pants and a Little Lady. That's close. Yes, I think Katie's got it. Uh, it's none of, none of that's right. It's called the Sisterhood of the Traveling oh, okay. Pants. Sisterhood, yeah. Yes. <laughs> what Christian said, I hate that stupid movie for stealing my acronym. Because he runs an uh, improvisational theater in a, in a room. It's called the Speed of Thought Players, which is S-O-T-P, which is Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. All right, I
1: never knew that that's what it stood for.
2: This is the last one. Ready, Cheryl? All right, I'm ready. A, it was done in 2001. A British woman is determined to improve herself while she looks for love in a year in which she keeps a personal journal.
1: Oh god. Oh um uh, uh, she uh, she was blonde and she was in a movie with um not not oh not oh I I can see her. She really? was in Jerry Maguire, right?
2: Okay, Katie, your chance. Anybody? No, no
1: but just right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you. I can't tell you right or wrong. Okay, this um, this is for the win.
1: Is,
4: uh, I was thinking it was the other one with Julia Roberts, Eat Pray Love, but I guess it's that other one called uh it's <laughs> the d- diary of
2: what of a madman diver mad, no, diary, a diary of frank. a mad black woman no it's not <laughs> diary <of Van> frank. <laughs> the diary of van frank is not correct no i either. knew that was
1: wrong i was
2: no, <laughs> no that's um, i don't think that's enjoyable
1: <laughs> no but wasn't wasn't she in jerry Maguire? she's the blonde yep. like mrs right yeah.
2: Well, yes. These the, the actress you're looking for is Renee Zellweger.
1: Yes. Thank you.
2: Yes. And what's the name of the movie?
1: <laughs> Mrs.
2: Colin Something Firth diary. was in it. <laughs> Hugh Grant was in it. Really? Mm. <laughs> Jason Boddy just wrote to these chicks on a TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, but I never watch it.
2: <laughs> it's totally. It's oh my god. It's Bridget Jones's Diary.
4: That's it. Yeah, yeah. I had the diary. I'm glad I've got the no, diary.
2: No yeah, points at
1: no, <laughs> right
2: No, po- no points those round. No points. No points at all. <laughs> so we're tied up.
1: You said British. I thought it was Jane. So you yeah. threw me on.
2: We're we're tied up. We're <laughs> tied up. So here's what we're gonna do to solve the tie. We're gonna play a, a wonderful game. I like to call.
4: If you can't say something nice... You warthog-faced
2: buffoon.
4: Don't say nothing at all. All
2: right. And <laughs> little bit of trivia. That is actually Thumper <laughs> from Bambi. Oh, that's
1: cute. Yes. Oh. Yes. So I just. Such a sad movie. Such a sad movie.
2: I don't want to blow it for you, but uh, Bambi's mom dies. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Jason said it's a fight to the death. So we're going to go speed round. Here's what we're going to do I'm going to play a sound bite from a movie that everybody's seen. Everybody, my listeners, you guys. These are in no specific order. And I'm going to play them. And if you get it right, you get a point. You got to name the movie, not the actor. You got to name the movie. Are you ready? And we ended yes. up on Cheryl. So now we're going back to Katie.
4: Oh, sweet Jesus.
2: <laughs> Here, we Katie. <clears throat> Here we go.
3: Here we go. Yeah, a fucking secretary. Fuck you. Yeah, that's my message for so you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. Did you get it? It
4: sounds like Jack Lemmon.
3: It is Jack Lemmon. You're a fucking secretary. Fuck you. Yeah, that's my message for so you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. I don't, I don't think I've seen that movie.
2: Okay, Cheryl. Come on, famous play, David Mamet. Come on. Some like it hot. What? What? Oh my God! (laughs) I'm gonna just can't. I'm just gonna hang up the Skype conversation. I can't take it. Really? (laughs) It's a famous play by David
3: Mamet. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Jack. Guess I haven't seen that movie. Secretary. Fuck you. Yeah, that's my message. So you fuck you and kiss my ass. Alright.
1: You said movies everyone's seen.
3: I, everybody's seen Glenn Garing No, no, sir. No. Nope.
2: Alright, how about this one? You should get this one. And this is goes to Cheryl, which I know she won't get at all, but it's gonna Thanks, be Mark. It's Thanks. gonna be funny to have her listen Appreciate to it. it. Here we go.
0: You're an emotional fucking cripple. Your soul is dog shit. Every single fucking thing about you is ugly.
1: <laughs> the help? <laughs> oh my god really <laughs>
2: <The help? laughs> oh my god you are evil I didn't know that yeah I can say fucking here tonight. I didn't say it somebody else said it so I'll play it one more time so Katie is that you're
0: wrong? an emotional yeah, fucking yeah. cripple no. <laughs> your soul no. is dog shit every single fucking thing about you is ugly
2: anybody
4: um do the right
2: no that's- <laughs> no we- <laughs> ain't right no it's not right that's uh from bad santa no it wasn't wanda sykes it was the um <laughs> it
4: does sound like wanda sykes well I he's he's, the, he's the um them. he's it's the, that little uh, midget guy
2: yeah well i was gonna say little person but you know, why why should we start to curb our bigotries at this point so yeah he's the black midget <laughs> there you go yes he is a midget um and i don't know the actor's name but again let's try this all right back to cheryl you'll you gotta get this one
0: you are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Karen, Karen wrote, out of Africa. What is wrong with my listeners tonight? Um, this is what I get when sports airfoot plays. in the park. What?
1: I, that, you I, know what? At least it's...
2: Who's the actress? Yes. <laughs> who's the actress?
1: It's Cher. It's Moonstruck
3: no
0: you are physically repulsive intellectually retarded vulgar insensitive selfish stupid you have no taste a lousy sense of humor and you
1: smell <laughs> is it it's the, not share
2: it is share but it it's not Is it the mermaid movie no it's not mermaid movie oh i have to give this one um she's talking you, to you jack sunny? she's she's talking to jack nicholson <laughs> Oh, the Witches of Eastwood? There we go, Katie. Katie got it. There we go. Good <laughs> Lord. It's
4: I'm like right. pulling teeth around here. you, right.
3: so I'm still right because I could have been wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the speed round. This is fast as go. And I know th- the Mermaid movie. I know. Here we go. Cheryl, ready? No, wait a minute. That was Cheryl. This is Katie.
1: I don't like your jerk-off name. <laughs> I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you
2: jerk-off. <laughs> I just love no, to hear yeah. people insulting people.
1: I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like
3: your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you jerk-off.
4: Is it Kevin Spacey?
2: No. No, it's a classic movie. Everybody, People quote this movie a lot.
4: <laughs> well, I think we have a different idea of a classic
2: movie, my friend. No, it's the dude...
4: Oh my god! I hate that movie. I hate that movie. That's the worst movie of all time. I hate it. Hate it.
2: Hate it. Cheryl, do you know the ne- movie? Never heard of it. The Big Lebowski. The
4: Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah.
2: Christian's killing it over here.
4: Unwatchable.
2: All right. So okay. So I do. Okay. Don't get angry with me. It's all my I Hate that movie. You
4: don't I'm understand. Yeah, getting stressed. <laughs> You're poking me in the eye. The eye with a stick with that movie
2: there. All right, Cheryl. Here you go. You everybody's going to know this one, even if you've <laughs> never seen say this movie. that,
4: Mark. Don't, you, we don't.
2: Well, even if you've never seen this movie, you'll know this scene. Here we oh, go.
0: It looks to me like the best part of you ran down to cracking your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain
1: on the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know it.
2: No. He's a drill sergeant yelling at people.
1: Katie, do you know that one? Uh, Because
4: it's a drill sergeant yelling at people, I would have to assume there's an officer and a gentleman.
1: That's all I know. Mash. That ain't right. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. It's not a movie, but you know what?
2: Full metal jacket. I got nothing. (laughs) Full metal jacket. Okay. Katie, you know something? It's up for grabs. Whoever wants it at this point. Here we go. Here we go. You're just... After birth, Eli. No. Slithered out on your
0: mother's
3: filth. No. Oh. They should have put you in a glass jar, a mantelpiece. Anyone?
4: I, I would never. I. That's too disturbing to. to <laughs> I don't.
1: I agree. I would never watch a movie like that. Would, no.
2: Milkshake. That's right. Karen got it. Milkshake my uh i'm an oil man it's from there will be blood daniel that was an excellent movie daniel day lewis yeah all right up for grabs here we go you are a sad strange little man and you have my pity everybody's gonna get this first person who says it (laughs) you are a sad strange little man and you have my pity you know, I not that I know they're not that difficult. All the listeners are killing it; they're, they're getting okay. everything. Well,
1: when you say everyone's going to get that, and everybody, it makes, it makes me
2: reference. feel bad. Everybody listening is getting it. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. No, I don't it's, know. It's actually Tim Allen. That's Tim Allen's voice.
4: Is it in the Santa Claus? Oh, I was just going to guess a Santa Claus.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> you'd Tim? you'd both be wrong. <laughs> Toy Story. Oh. It's Buzz Lightyear yelling at Woody. Okay, I
1: believe you. I'm not doubting that. All right. All right. That okay. I, uh, okay. Now this is
2: I will say this and this is a classic classic super classic. Ready? You
3: despise me, don't you? Hello, I gave you any thought I probably would.
2: Casablanca. Oh, it's a double. Now we get Casablanca. Bing bing, two points. There we go. I'm going to give you both points. I'm going to give you both points.
1: At least America knows I watched one. I could have been right,
3: (laughs) right? Because I could have been wrong.
2: All right, now this is Cheryl. You can tie this up, or you can just be eliminated. You got to get it to tie it up.
0: There's a name for you, ladies, but it isn't used in high
4: society outside of a kennel. The women?
2: Are you kidding me?
4: That's what I was going to say. See, this is our. (laughs) Is that right?
3: yes when i'm right i'm right and when i'm wrong i could have been right I, would I know
1: that one <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all tied up ladies and gentlemen i i don't know where else we can go but up uh, from this point forward and you know what we're gonna do we're gonna take a little little bit of a break i'm gonna tally up the scores and i'm gonna tell you who did it who's going home well everybody's everybody's going home no nobody's staying here it's just it's not going to work out that way but we will be right back after some words from our wonderful sponsors on radio irregardless with me mark scullion this is ebenezer scrooge And if you're visiting Salem this holiday season, then come in and see me in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, presented by the Salem Trolley and the Griffin Theater. This humorous interactive performance reanimates the Dickens classic. Experience A Christmas Carol with a twist on the Salem Trolley as the holiday tale is brought to life. Tickets are on sale now. Go to SalemTrolley.com and click the special tours link. This is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you all a humbug.
0: Love food and wine? Take a Salem food tour and discover a delicious way to walk through history. Salem food tours are guided walking tours of historic Salem, Massachusetts. They are the perfect way to explore the downtown and waterfront areas while enjoying tastings at some of Salem's best food shops and restaurants. Enjoy talks with chefs and fellow food lovers while learning all about our illustrious maritime spice trades and more. With today's culinary renaissance, locals and visitors agree, Salem is truly a delicious place to explore. To get information on our year-round tours or to buy tickets or gift certificates, visit SalemFoodTours.com.
2: And we're back on radio, Air, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and I tallied up all the points from our from our lightning
4: games, fast. From our,
2: it took no effort whatsoever to tally the points. Um, it's a draw. That's what it is. And uh, can't we all just get along? I think at that point. Um, so, ladies, it was it was good. I thought it was good. The uh, the 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 yeah. We're moving on. I'm just gonna move. Yeah.
4: Good. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Good.
2: That's it. We're just going to move that's on. It's a
4: good word to It's
2: it's a good it's a good thing to kind of move on with. Perfectly adequate. Perfectly adequate. <laughs> so, um before we uh before we wrap the show, um I just want to I want to ask uh, I want to ask this of both. I usually ask this towards the end cuz it's uh, it's much much funnier. Um so we're we're all live performers. We've all done this And usually with performers, we have an amazingly great gig or a a bunch of different gigs that we remember that were fantastic, that were great. And then we have the really shitty gigs. And what I like to do is I like to to hear from you guys, best gig, worst gig stories. So I always start with the best gig because the worst gig is usually a better story. So I started with Katie before. No, I started with Cheryl before. Katie, could you tell us about your best gig
4: uh, the best gig I ever did was actually I worked with um, Lenny Clark, Kenny Rogerson, Don Gavin, Kevin Knox, and we did the theater in the round on the North Shore.
2: Oh, was uh, that at uh, the North Shore Music Center?
4: Music Theater, that's it, yes. Oh,
2: you know, it's where was... Jody Sloan had a similar story. When when did you perform there?
4: A million and two years ago now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a million and two <laughs> So that was the best gig, and what was what was great about it? What did you? What was just being
4: with those guys? It was absolutely phenomenal. To, I mean, they were just so kind to me always, and just to be on a show of that that size with that magnitude of talent was completely um, mind blowing to
2: me.
1: It was phenomenal.
2: Very cool, Cheryl. Same question. Best gig? Yes. And it Gosh, could be a, you know, could be any. I, gig. Feel,
1: I feel like so many pop in my head. Um, which I feel fortunate that so many pop in my head. But I feel like the one I'd like to share is uh, with a fellow friend, um, Scott Winters, that that we both knew and worked with. Yeah. Um, and I remember doing a um, a murder mystery show with him. Uh, one of our, both of our favorite uh, shows was called, um, hooray for Hollywood. Yeah. And I played a drunk actress. Um, <laughs> and you were in the show as, as well, Mark. And, um, and it was just so much fun. Always fantastic to play off Scott and you. And uh, I just, one show that just the audience was so great and, and the fellow actors just so giving and, and it was just, it was just great. And I'll, uh, it always stands out in my mind is just a it was a great night
2: you know i remember that i remember that show and my recollection is the audience was god awfully terrible and then because we had so much fun as a cast i think the audience caught up
1: right right because
2: they were hard i was like this is going to be the worst gig <laughs> ever and i just remember scott going because uh, his name was because uh, we rewrote uh, we, we the show." because I had to rewrite it, and I had to put Scott in as a rival director. I played the director. And his name was uh, Cecil Coop DeVille. (laughs) And every time I said, oh, look, it's Cecil, he would go, (laughs) Cecil? And that's what made it fun. So Cheryl, since since we have you on this side, and you just said your best gig, which is a good story, tell us about your worst gig. All right, I remember
1: one time I did a job at the New England Aquarium and I was a costume character and I had to dress up like a giant fish it was um <laughs> it was a, a they're not always glamorous that's what I tell people my my jobs are not always glamorous um and it was I, I forget the name of the fish but it was um on a child's like computer game so it was a well-known character <laughs> and
2: but, the costume was so huge well wait a minute hold on was it a fish in the aquarium or just like a a... No, no,
1: I was the fish.
2: Right, but, was, I... but you, were you were No, wearing... no, no,
1: it wasn't... I was at the aquarium, but it wasn't a fish
2: at the, aquarium. the aquarium.
1: It was from a child's like computer <laughs> game that the character was a fish, but I don't okay. remember the name of the fish okay. at this time. I've c- tried to block out this. It
2: wasn't Nemo, was it? Jason? It was not Nemo. Jason no. thinks it's Nemo.
1: It's always been a dream of mine to play Nemo, but... <laughs> I haven't,
2: well, you, I, but would, I would lean to a dory, but...
1: You don't start at the top mark. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You work up to Nemo. So the, the costume was so huge. Um, they couldn't even get it in like like, in a in a case they had to um, open up this big wall of the aquarium to just to even get it in. So I'm, I'm in I'm in this costume. OK, and I'm not allowed to speak, not allowed to say anything. Right. And this dad is holding his his son, who's probably like four or five years old and his son starts to hit me. <laughs> and 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 the dad is encouraging this.
3: Oh my <laughs> no god. And
1: he keeps saying, "Hit him! Hit him!" Oh. And he's hitting me harder and harder and I am like bouncing all over the place and I can't say anything and I can't really, you know, hit the child back cuz oh. that's frowned upon. Um and okay. so yeah, I just yeah, that was a really So what happened a tough- as a
2: result? What what happened? Did did you kick the what? kid's ass? What happened?
1: He ju- he just kept you hitting. Just me. I think I um, blacked out. I mean, eventually, yeah, I think I blacked <laughs> out, and then I you know, I, I woke up, you know, on the emergency table or in the fish tank or something. I don't know. Just but like, um, he just, just eventually stopped stopped hitting me. But he just wouldn't stop, and the dad was encouraging it.
2: Just turn around and go, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an that's an awful story. Katie, Katie, worst gig?
4: Oddly enough, I was in a fish costume. (laughs) What are the chances? What a small
2: (laughs) world. (laughs) But you were playing Nemo, no? Did you upgrade? Um,
4: I think one of the worst shows that I ever did was, I don't even remember the place where it was, but it was when I first started. And I think it was like a car full of open micers, like I think Ramu and maybe Cal Verducci. Oh my God, there you go. For some reason, Lauren Verge, I think it was, we were going to New Hampshire. We performed in a restaurant and we had to stand on a booth instead of a stage. And there was a French fry light that was being held as our spotlight.
2: (laughs) And I'm not kidding. That almost beats my worst. But (laughs) so you had a French fry light. Yeah, standing on a booth. That That was Ramu's room, wasn't it?
4: I don't think so. It was when he first started. I don't know who It was did like that him room. and
2: Calverduce were like booking the shittiest places in the middle of nowhere. Maybe that
4: was their room. I'm, oh my I'm not god.
2: sure. Yeah, we it was I, I remember him going, Oh, we don't have a light, but we can hold this lamp. That's what <laughs> Did you do that room? I there was a bunch of shitty rooms like that. Oh. Oh my god. I can't even t- oh my gosh. But yeah, the rooms like that were bad. It was like in Skowhegan or something or a saskatchewan i don't even remember what it was
4: someplace way there up some,
2: there were some bad there were some bad rooms there was just some bad rooms oh my god <laughs> ladies thank you for the laughs of the world <laughs> the worst stories because they're both and just remember the the uh the worst place you've ever played is probably so far behind you you won't you won't have anything bad every from this point forward it's just gonna get better um all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on Sky- on Skype on Mick, I'm sorry, on Mixler, uh, you've been listening to Radio Irregardless with my two amazingly talented guests, Cheryl Fay and Katie Grady, and you can go to as uh, CherylFay.com, and you can go look at her website. Let's see, I'm going to put these right inside uh, the chat so that everybody can then just go there. Uh, it's Cheryl Fay. And Katie Grady, let's little back it up, 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 back it up. There we go. Cheryl Faye is there and Katie Grady is there we go. Please uh, go to their uh, go to their websites. Friend them on Facebook. Wh- follow their Twitter feeds. All that stuff. Because even though I kind of really I, I made them play these god games, they are extremely talented and funny without my assistance and probably in spite of my assistance as well. <laughs> so I definitely want to thank uh, the ladies again uh, for showing up tonight and uh, uh, in you know sports big sports things going on. I want to say uh, you can you can always come here and listen to some of the funniest people. This is not just a vehicle for me. It's a vehicle for me to kind of promote my friends. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, and I want to thank you guys for listening. You've been listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And in two weeks, we will be back live uh, on November 6th and we'll have two amazing guests. If you want to be a sponsor, do a promo. I'll be a guest on Radio Irregardless. Email me at Radio radioerregardless Radio email.com or mark at mark scalia we'll be back in two weeks ladies and gentlemen thank you so much this has been radio air regardless hosted by mark scalia your non-standard blend of their respective listening and regardless enjoy radio air regardless was written directed and produced by mark scalia and broadcast live from salem massachusetts via mixler.com i'd like to thank my on-air guests courtesy of skype and all the online listeners for their comments The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2013. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the term irregardless
4: shall be sent to a work camp.